Howdy, folks, and welcome to A Green Way Forward. I'm your host, David Cobb, and as always, executive producer Michael O'Neill will be taking your comments and questions if you are watching us live on the Facebook live stream. If you're listening to us on a podcast, thank you for doing that. I want to tell all of you, please make sure to share this podcast, or if it's on Facebook, share it on your Facebook, any pages that you manage, including your own. Let's continue to build the audience for a green way forward and continue to get the message out. Today's program is an extra special program. We are joined by one of the premier Green Party organizers anywhere in the country, Kenneth Mejia, running for U.S. Congress in California, 34th District in Los Angeles. He has beat all of the other candidates. He broke through the horrific uh, top two primary. He's going head to head, a green versus a corporate Democrat. This is an exciting race to watch. Kenneth Mejia, welcome to a green way forward. Hey, David. Hey, everyone. Thank you for having me. So, Kenneth, I want to jump right in. I've had the privilege and the pleasure of getting to know you, seeing the energy and the excitement uh, that you brought to your former run for Congress, this current run. I want to give you an opportunity to share who is Kenneth Mejia Tell the listeners, viewers, a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Kenneth Mejia. I first ran for office when I was 25 in the Democratic Party three years ago. And now I'm running again. I left because I wanted to find a party that represented me and my values, fighting for things like healthcare, housing, education, and a clean, green environment as human rights. And I found the Green Party, and I ran last year. And a little more about me as well. I organized with the Los Angeles Tenants Union, where we fight for housing as a human right, for things like universal rent control and stopping unjust evictions, and also doing community service with our We Can Make a Difference Los Angeles group, where we go out and serve the homeless, give school supplies to low-income families. And yeah, that's pretty much who I am. We're running again in our third time, and we're excited to be representing the Green Party and providing people some new options. And I got to say, Kenneth, I really want to acknowledge, lift up and express my sincere gratitude uh, that you were one. You didn't just dim exit, but you green entered in a big way. So tell us, why did you decide to leave the Democratic Party and join the Green Party? Yeah. So before um, I was a Green, I was a Democrat in Los Angeles. It's a very liberal, progressive area. You are in bar like with so much Democratic propaganda and mail and commercials everywhere. All you see is vote blue no matter who in LA. And so I always just thought, okay, fine, I'll join the Democratic Party. And when I saw someone like Bernie, it sort of solidified, okay, this is the place I want to be. And then I realized after the whole his whole run, seeing how the uh, DNC didn't basically colluded against him, uh, unfair primaries, voters getting off the rolls, not even having debates. And then most importantly, seeing the Democratic Party not want to include things like single payer on their platform or banning fracking or supporting, you know, Palestine. I just thought, well, this is not the party for me. And so I decided to leave after I ran as a write-in for a, in the Democratic primary, primary in 2016. And I really found the party that represented me. And since then, we've been growing the Greens here. We've recruited hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of people to join the Green Party locally. Because uh, many people here are hurting. And so, uh, you know, that's why I green entered and uh, them exited. And Kenneth, I also, before we get into your issues, I, uh, I I know something and I know that you you have a lot of humility. But the reality is that you quit a successful career 
in order to do social change work. So I'm going to push you a little bit, Kenneth Mejia, to <laughs> to share with the viewers. Like you put you you put your money where your mouth is. You put you put you put your your body where it's at. So t- tell the viewers what am I talking about when I say that? Right. So just. Um... So I quit my job when I was 25. I was making six figures. I was an accountant. Um, but even before that, growing up, I was raised by a single mom and we didn't have a lot of money and we just barely got by. You know, she took care of four kids, including myself. And when I finally made it growing up making money and I was like, Oh my God, I'm making six figures. And then after, you know, just seeing everything around me growing up in a part where mostly community of color where people are struggling, where we would get by just by playing outside and, and, and helping those, you know, even before technology existed, like, uh, um, was what, what mattered most to me was just interacting with people. And so when I had the opportunity to run for office, you know, my, my mom was like, what are you doing? We worked so hard for you to get here. We moved from the Philippines and, and this is what you do. And I realized um, it was the best decision of my life because if I would have never quit that job, I would have never have been here to be exposed to such wonderful movements, such wonderful people. And I don't regret it. Um, even though I don't make as much as I do, <laughs> this is probably, well, Kenneth, uh, the, uh, and, and, uh, you know, it, it warms my heart and it also, uh, makes me feel good about my decision because like you, I grew up in poverty. Uh, became a trial lawyer, was making for the first time in my life bunches of bunches of money. Uh, and I quit that successful law practice in order to be allowed to manage Ralph Nader's campaign, uh, in Texas, uh, back in 2000. And I tell people all the time, this is a true statement. I make about 10% of what I used to make as a successful trial lawyer, but don't feel bad for me because I'm probably 10 times happier and more fulfilled doing work for peace, justice, democracy, and ecology every day. And yeah. Kenneth Mejia, I now want to give you an opportunity to tell us, so what are the issues that you are pounding, running on, and lifting up as you run for Congress in California District 34? Yeah, so California District 34 represents the city of Los Angeles. So when you think of LA, this is LA, LA. We are a community that's a majority community of color, 60% Latinx, um, 20% Asian, 20% white, black, indigenous. So we're very uh, diverse when it comes to income. The average family only makes $38,000 for a household. You know, one out of every five people don't have health insurance. One out of every, you know, five people have a college degree. The rent is like $2,000 for a, a one bedroom in LA. And, you know, people here are struggling. The The poverty rate is one out of every four people here in this district. So this is our district. And we're, when people think about LA, they think, oh my God, it's the most progressive area. I want to move to LA. It's really great. But no one really sees the, the, the struggle that's happening. Many of these people that we meet, um, they're one paycheck away. If they don't get that paycheck, they're going to not be able to pay their rent. Uh, we have people who are one car accident away from not paying their medical bill. So they don't even go to the doctor. So, you know, us here locally, we've been involved heavily on pushing for things like universal rent control. We're trying to fight for proposition 10, um, which will enact universal rent control as part of our campaign. We also do a lot of work with um, housing and helping our homeless as well, because in our district, has the highest concentration of homeless uh, in this area called Skid Row. And we have that too, right in our district. So 
those are some of the big issues we're fighting for healthcare, housing, um, homelessness, uh, you know, and besides also immigration as well. So it's a big district. It's LA and there's a lot of uh, people here who need help. Folks, you're watching and or listening to A Green Way Forward. I'm your host, David Cobb. We're speaking with Kenneth Mejia. Kenneth is running what I'll say is a kick-ass campaign for U.S. Congress, California District 34. Uh, so he's, he could use your help uh, if you he, he has set up an ability to actually have you uh, use a phone bank from anywhere. Uh, you can give donations directly to him. Kenneth, uh, Jordan Thomas writes in just to say thank you for your inspirational story. Alyssa writes in to say keep up the good work for the people. Ash says Bernie Sanders should endorse you. So you're getting a lot of love on the Facebook stream uh, right away. And Kenneth Mejia, I want to also uh, give invite you to tell the story of Anthony Rendon, a uh, Democratic Party person there in Los Angeles, uh, as yet another example for those folks who think that somehow you might be able to reform the Democratic Party. You and I and millions of people have already seen through that bullshit, but there are some people who have not yet seen it. So I want to invite you to give some people the story that you've seen up close and personal in California and single payer healthcare. Kenneth Mejia. Right. So for everyone who doesn't know, California is a heavy blue state. At times we have super majorities in both Senate and in the House in the California legislature where we could easily pass bills. We even have a governor who is Democratic as well. And just last year, we had a chance for single payer health care and it was able to pass in the Senate. And but it wasn't able to pass in the House because the, the speaker, uh, Speaker Rendon of the Assembly, he basically shoved the bill and it's sad because a lot of people um, were, 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 were canvassing, were telling people, um, you know, this is our chance to show the rest of the country that, Hey, we could have single payer. We could be that blue beacon of hope, but they killed it. And many of them killed it because many of these uh, state legislatures are still tied to the health insurance company, like 100%. And even those who did support the bill, they kept their mouth shut and they don't, they don't go after and organize against their own who uh, are, are basically against the will of the people. And everyone here in, in, in California overwhelmingly supported single payer. And that was just an example of how one single person can literally screw over millions, tens of millions of people. And that's sort of the reason why we are um, battling um, the Democrats here. Because we have that opportunity here in L.A. and in California to pass so much progressive radical legislation, but it never gets done. So that's who and, I'm And Kenneth, as horrible as that story is, and it is horrible, I want to give you another bit of information and to the viewers as well. And that is when the governor was a Republican Arnold Schwarzenegger and there was a Democratic-controlled House and a Democratic-controlled Senate the Democrats were able to get it not only past the Senate, but the House as well to put it on Schwarzenegger's desk because Schwarzenegger had already said he was going to veto it. And folks, you heard me right. I want to really underscore this. The Democratic Party leadership knew it would be vetoed, so they were willing and able to get that bill, the same exact bill that SB 562 represents, through the House and the Senate at the state of California 
and then you trumpeted it across the state as Democrats being champions of single payer. And it was only those evil Republicans preventing it. And now that they have control of the governor's mansion as well, they shelved it. They killed it. And Rendon was acting directly, directly under orders from Jerry Brown. So we have to understand that the Democratic Party leadership is actually part of the problem. Rank and file Democrats, these are the people that we need to win over. And Kenneth Mejia, I want you to talk about the effort that you've done to correctly identify the Democratic Party leadership as part of the problem, but you're beginning to win over rank and file progressive Democrats. Tell us about that and how you're doing it. Right. So in LA and even in California, we have to, our campaign, we have to have a fine line because if we go after Democrats, we might attack voters who might feel, um, you know, that they don't even want to be part of us if we go after so hard. So what we try to do is we try to talk to these voters show them the facts like, hey, this is our Democratic leadership, not you as a Democratic voter, but here is our Democratic leadership. This is what they voted on here. They killed SB 562, which would have killed single payer. Sorry, which would have had single payer. Here they killed AB 1506, which would have had rent control. And then we show, oh, by the way, besides them and their voting record, here is the donors that they take money from. And many of these, these Democratic voters, they had no idea. Um, and, and sort of when they see that, they're like, oh, my God, well, you're right. And for our race specifically, they think, well, but aren't green spoilers? And for us, number one, we say there's no spoiler in the race. It's just us versus a corporate them. So you really I'm going to say that again, folks. Kenneth Mejia broke through a horrific top two primary in his race. It is a straight Demo- corporate Democrat versus a green. No spoiler in this November race. This is a head-to-head race. No Republican is in the race. Nobody else is in the race. That's a big deal, Kenneth Mejia. Right, exactly. So we tell people, you're not wasting your vote. You actually have the opportunity to vote for the change that we need. And even, even I mean, if I hate seeing that because it's like, well, you don't have to, you can vote for me because there's no Republican right now. I wish I could just tell them, well, you should vote your conscience, but sometimes you have to let them know. Like, oh, it's just us two. But, you know, we also let them know too that if we do win, we can push the Democratic Party more to the left. We can introduce this legislation that's so needed in our community. We could fight for full legal status. We could fight for things like rent control. We could fight for 100% clean renewable energy that the both parties haven't been fighting harder on. And most importantly, we take no corporate money. So then once they see that, they're like, you know what, let me think about it. And then next thing you know, we sort of get like a text message or a call saying, you know, you earned my vote. And what that does is, let's say even if we don't win, it sort of builds our reputation, you know, in the back of people's mind, because next election comes around or whatnot, they see greens. Um, we're building. Last year, we got 2,000 votes out of 24 candidates. We tied with fourth place out of 24. This year, we got 10,000 votes. So it's like, it's, it's, it's growing. The Green Party is, 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 you know, we just have to be patient and we just have to make sure that we sort of meet people where they're at and sort of you know, their way in. Kenneth, I love that idea of both being patient, but also being persistent and right. being in it to win it because we are talking about the need to restructure society. You know, you've mentioned the, the Democratic Party donors. You've mentioned that you were a corporate free candidate. I want to let you know that Dave writes in to ask, have you looked at your opponent's FEC report? Which corporations fund him? So 
not just the Democratic Party writ large, which uh, we know corporations fund. I'm going to ask you, Kenneth Mejia, what do we know about Jimmy Gomez, the Democratic Party, uh, your Democratic Party opponent? Uh, are there corporations and special interest PACs funding him? Yes, definitely. Some notable ones are Navient. They're the largest student debt collector who's now in one of the largest. I'm going to stop you right there, folks. Did you hear what Kenneth Mejia just said? The largest student debt fund collector is one of the major donors of his opponent. I mean, this this sounds like a, a movie script. Please continue, Kenneth. Right. And Navient is now in a lawsuit against California, against Navient for basically uh, ripping off uh, people who borrowed loans who are trying to repay them back. So they're in a the lawsuit. He took money from Goldman Sachs. He took money from um, a lot of health insurance companies, Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, United Health, Aetna, Big Pharma, like Amgen, Pfizer, Gilead. Oh, my Science. God. Kenneth, like, this, this, this really is a movie script. Goldman Sachs, insurance corporations, pharmaceutical corporations. I mean, this is crazy, isn't it? I mean, am I, am I missing something? Like, this is truly a corporate dam. Right. And, 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 and the other big one is the telecommunications company, the people who want to repeal net neutrality, big donors of Jimmy's like AT&T, Verizon, Comcast, T-Mobile. And one thing I want to mention is when we talk to voters, we tell them, hey, we live in a blue liberal area, city, state, whatever, Los Angeles, California. The only reason why he's taking money from these large corporations is because he doesn't believe in organizing people. He believes that he needs money to win his self into elections. He doesn't want to connect with you guys on a personal level. He's just going to send mail out, do ads. Um, that's sort of why he, he's raising all this money because if he really trusted the people, trusted the voters in his district to vote for the right thing, he wouldn't be taking any of this money. And that's what we tell people. Like, you live in a huge progressive area. There, there's no absolute reason why he should be taking money. And people ask me that question, constituents. And he said, well, I'll stop taking money when there's a law that makes sure everyone else stops taking money. And I think that's what you hear from both Democrats and Republicans. It's like, oh, well, we got to make sure we watch out for ourselves. Specifically in his position, we've got to make sure Republicans don't come in here and try to take us out. So that's why I'm raising all this money, which is an excuse because if you believed in the people, if you believed in your, your district to vote the right way, they would. And you wouldn't need this corporate tainted money. Kenneth Mahi, I'm going to ask you straight up. Are you taking corporate money? No. <laughs> right. So let's just point out, Kenneth, that you have just proved that Jimmy Gomez is lying about his reason because his opponent, his only opponent in November has made a pledge and is following the pledge not to take any corporate money. So if he were really sincere that he would stop taking corporate money uh, when there was no corporate money uh, that his opponent could not take corporate money, he's already got the opportunity. So let's just be honest. That's that he is not being honest. Uh, so I want to let you know, uh, Lewis writes in to say, go, Kenneth, go. Michael writes in to say, comedian Jimmy Dore has promoted Ocasio-Cortez. Has Jimmy Dore reached out to your campaign, Kenneth, as another young, exciting congressional candidate who won a primary and will be on the ballot on Election Day? So tell us about Jimmy Dore and or the Young Turks. Yeah, so Jimmy Dore and the Young and TYT actually put us on their show a week and also a month before the primary 
So that was good. Um, after the primary, Jimmy Dore did a little segment on us uh, because a lot of people in California lost. And he said, well, there's some hope. There's Kenneth Mejia. Uh, but we're planning to reach out to them and get on their shows, both of them, probably within the next month or two to get back on them to really rally up because they, they support us. And now it's just a matter of them just getting us, getting us back on and scheduling that, that interview. That's fantastic, Kenneth. And that's one of the things that, uh, again, I've been so impressed by you and your team is that you are doing all of the things necessary to not only win this campaign, but to build the movement and build the party. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're doing in this election campaign that typically sound more like movement work in between elections. But you're really blurring those lines and proving that there's a different way to campaign. Talk to us about that, Kenneth Mejia. Yeah, so many of our team, we're all part of many different organizations and part of many different coalitions. And what we do is when we recruit people part of the campaign, we always we also ask, well, what are the issues that matter to you? And we also recruit them and put them in more in-debt organizations like the LA Tenants Union or the We Can Make a Difference group that does stuff for the homeless or so. When we recruit people, we also put them more involved into actually issue-oriented groups. Um, when we also talk to voters as well, we also tell them about um, not only our party, but these issues that are happening happening in LA that they should also become get become get a part of. And we also tell these people about like local issues like Prop 10, uh, statewide issues, and also joining um, you know different organizations as well. So these these voters and these new recruits come on board and they're not just in here just for a temporary political campaign. They're actually in here connecting with people who are fighting for these issues um, that can, that will last a lifetime because uh, electoral campaigning is, is only one tool to get change done. And so what we try to do is we try to educate people, put them in other orgs, put them in other coalitions so they can get more involved in debt and that sort of has seemed to work for a lot of us because many of our team members are now part of all these groups and also part of the Green Party as well because they're like, you know what, I'm just going to join the Green Party because it's synonymous with um, doing work for the issues and for our community. And they're like, you know, I found my party. So um, that's sort of what we've been doing our recruit people. It's fantastic. And literally you've put uh, your electoral team uh, like delivering toiletries on Skid Row feeding hungry people. I mean, like, I, I, I really want to lift up, Kenneth, the fact that your campaign is one that understands that electoral uh, campaigns and voting and social change work have literally got to be the same thing. And you didn't, you didn't do this just to get people involved. You were already doing that kind of work. Like, it, it's part and parcel of the same thing. Exactly. And that's what we tell people is, you know, do these things from the from good intentions from your heart. And we've been doing this for the past three years already. And um, we do it as an, an organization outside of electoral politics. And when people are like, Oh my God, wait, 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 you're running for Congress too. And you're doing this. Like, yeah. Um, but you know, it just amazes people that, Hey, that these are actually real people running for office, but also really getting involved in community building. And so, so Ken writes in to ask, do you have a winning number that you need to actually get elected in this race? And what do we need to get you there? Right. So we need help. You know, in the last, in June, we got 10,000 votes. Jimmy, he got uh, 50,000. So 
if we really want to make a huge impact and really give a challenge to him, we want to get at least, you know, winning number 60,000. If we could take 25,000 away from him or 20,000 from him, or if we expand the electorate and get 40,000 a vote or 50,000, we can win. And that's sort of our goal is, is a nationwide strategy to recruit 10,000 nationwide volunteers to phone bank and each And each phone banker would essentially um, secure 10 votes over the next three months. And it's really simple. And you have 90 days to just talk to 10 people to hopefully secure their vote. And we could essentially win. And people So, Kenneth, win. yeah, how can – because we know that a green way forward attracts people all over the country. Uh, we typically get five, 6,000 viewers to every program. I'm sure that this one will do that or better. Tell the viewers, uh, listeners of A Green Way Forward, how they can become a phone banker for you, even if they don't win, live in your district. Where do right. they go? So, so we have hundreds of people phone banking from out of state. Now it's a matter of just everyone else can, getting on and getting involved. But visiting MejiaForCongress.com. Um, Spell that. M-E-J-I-A, the number four, Congress.com. And you click volunteer and you click that you want to be one of the 10,000 or you want a phone bank and we'll email you the instructions. And that's pretty much it. If we could get, if we could get 10,000 people nationwide to just secure 10 votes, we could win. And that's sort of what we want to show for the Green Party because we can't win if we try to go dollar for dollar against the Democratic Party. There's no way. The only way the Green Party can win is if people nationwide Get involved. And that's what Alexandria Ocasio did. That's what other, you know, grassroots campaigns are doing is they're trying to get people involved throughout the entire country. These small goals of just securing 10 votes, like saying, I could secure 10 votes over these next 90 days through phone banking. Saying that and actually sticking with it is what's going to make the Green Party win. And what I want everyone to know too is if we get that 10,000 people, including yourself, we have you in a database. So the next election for someone else who's running, we can call all 10,000 like, hey, guys, we're going to win this next election. And we basically, the Green Party has this apparatus going forward now to win local, city, and federal elections. And that's really how we're going to win because we don't take any corporate money. It's going to literally be people nationwide getting involved. And you just really have to find it deep down in yourself to really, really want to make calls because a lot of people will sign up and then they'll they'll never respond back again at that. So you really, really got to do it. And this is the only way we can win. Get off the Facebook, get off the fighting and reach to the voters because that's where we're going to win. Taking it directly to the people. Uh, Kenneth Mejia, Kirk writes in to ask, are you willing to do debates with Jimmy, Gope- Jimmy Gomez? And are there any debates scheduled with your corporate opponent? Yeah, so we called him out. We even called, as some constituents call his office. We had social media campaigns where we would comment on his post asking if he would like to do a debate. And he's refused. And it's because he he has such a large margin that he doesn't want even people to know that we exist. So he's going to keep denying us a debate or a forum. And so what we're going to do is we're going to create forums and we're also going to reach out to third parties like unions, nonprofits to host the debates. And we're going to invite him. And when he doesn't show up, the voters will know that, hey, this guy doesn't want to uh, give the voters of his district, you know, 
let them hear what uh, what concerns that they have or how he's going to address them. So we're going to do one on the 18th. We're going to do a candidate forum and we're going to invite him. And he's not going to say anything. And we're going to have a podium with his name next to it. And we're going to invite all the voters to come. So that's the whole debate for our mission. So, uh, Kenneth, you, you've described one of the most amazing grassroots campaigns that I've ever heard, uh, which leads me to this question. Joe writes in to ask, Kenneth, are you receiving equal news coverage uh, as uh, Jimmy Gomez, considering the kind of uh, campaign you're running? Locally, I mean, they're not really even talking about it. They're not talking about our race. It's sort of, um, he's not even getting any, really any attention as well. The, the, corp- the local media here is, you know, LA Times, the n- local news, and it's hard to really get any uh, media coverage. So I think he's trying to stay out of it. And um, it's been tough trying to get any media coverage. So I'll, that's pretty much all I could leave it in. So I can't help but to see your hat. I want you to lean uh, up against your camera so that people can see Make America Think Again. Kenneth Mejia, uh, thank you for wearing that hat. Thank you for uh, uh, running a kick-ass campaign. I want to give you an opportunity for final thoughts, comments uh, directly to the viewer listeners. Yes. Hello, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This is an unprecedented time in California, in our district. No green has ever made it this far in a general election. This is the first time in history that we could actually prove to the world and to our country that, hey, the Green Party is the party for the people. And having a platform is not good enough because we know that we have the best platform ever. What's going to happen, what counts now is what we do between now on August 6th and November 6th to get to the voters, to get them to the polls, to realize that the green green way is the only way that could save society and whatnot. And so we really need your help to get involved. We need people to get it, go off, go on beyond Facebook, um, to donate $5, $10 and really, really sign up to become a phone banker. What we have is we have people nationwide holding phone bank parties in New York and different places of the, the country. And they're really gathering people to, to, to help us win. Because if we can secure these 10 votes each, and we have 10,000 volunteers securing those 10 votes each, we can win and we can use this apparatus to literally win any election going forward for the Green Party. So please help us out. Visit MejiaForCongress.com, M-E-J-I-A, the number four, Congress.com, and you can donate there and you could also volunteer. And this is really going to take a huge people power campaign nationwide to win. And I just want to say thank you to our team here locally as well. You guys are awesome. And yeah, thank you guys. Well, Kenneth Mejia, thank you so much for being a guest on A Green Way Forward. Thanks again for the organizing work you're doing. Thanks for building the Green Party. Thanks for running for Congress. I also want to thank executive producer Michael O'Neill, who every week volunteers his time as an unpaid volunteer to make this program happen. But of course, most importantly, I want to thank you, the viewer listener. Uh, we know that this audience is growing and because, as Kenneth Mejia says, because there is a thirst and a real hunger during this unprecedented moment, I genuinely believe that we've got about 10 to 15 years to completely restructure society or we will begin to see a level of sy- systems collapse because of an ecological, political and economic crisis. 
And my appeal to you right now, the viewer, listener, whoever you are and wherever you are, please go to a Mejia for Congress. That's the number four and become one of those phone bankers. All we need from you is a commitment to help get 10 votes in California District 34. That's not many phone calls. It's just a little bit of work. So the fact that you're watching us on Facebook, that tells me already that you care. It tells me that you're already interested. My challenge to you is to go that next step and volunteer your time for one of the most exciting congressional campaigns the Green Party not only is running this year, but arguably has ever run. run. This is a winning race. Kenneth Mejia is a potentially winning candidate. Can you imagine his voice in Congress? So in the meantime, I want to say thank you again. Keep on keeping on. Peace. A Green Way Forward is produced by David Cobb and Michael O'Neill. Go to agreenwayforward.org for links to our podcast feed and iTunes subscription, plus more ways to listen. Our live stream is graciously hosted by the official Dr. Jill Stein Facebook page on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The music for this episode is Keep Sit Real by Player 2, available under a Creative Commons license from the Free Music Archive.